Hey there, if you're listening to me speak, you're tuning into the official Electronic Atmosphere podcast, a podcast created to help all DJs and producers get ahead of the game in the EDM industry. As the competition grows tougher and tougher every single day because of how fast this kind of music is becoming more and more popular worldwide, you have to be taking solid steps in order to be progressing in your musical career. This podcast will help you do that. In this show, we will feature a different artist every single week in order to give you their background story on their career path, give you free value and free tips on how to become a world-renowned producer. Not everyone on the show will be a big-time producer, but everyone on the show has learned the fundamentals, the mindset, and the right information in order to be successful in the future. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy the show. This podcast is brought to you by Electronic Apparel, a clothing company created to help individuals around the world express themselves better through their fashion statements. Our two biggest passions here at Electronic Apparel is music and good health. This is why we create gym apparel, festival wear, and unique everyday clothing so that there is something in your closet for in and out of gyms and festivals. Learn more on our website at electronicapparelco.com. In this episode, we are featured with Derek, also known as Derex. He is from Raleigh, North Carolina, and he's a producer who has been killing it in all aspects of the game. He has the mindset to succeed. He's been in the Army for nine years, so I have so much respect for this guy. But give him a listen because he has a lot of great tips to give you, and his future is looking great. Let's get right into the interview. And today on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, I am joined with Direct. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. So where are you from, man? I'm uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina, actually. I uh, moved around a bit, but uh, Raleigh, North Carolina would be my home. Gotcha. Where else have you uh, been around? Uh, well, I was born in Boston, moved to uh, Florida, moved to North Carolina. So it's uh, a few states. Yeah. And then where are you residing currently? Uh, currently residing in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, yo, you're there right now? Yep. Okay, for sure, for sure. And then how old are you? I am uh, 27 years old. 27 years old? Nice. And then, so um, what are some of your other hobbies besides making music just for people out there? Uh, I'm, well, I'm uh, re- really into traveling. Uh, I've been to uh, 24 different countries. Uh, oh, wow. With, uh, which is uh, a, a big uh, influence on my music in uh, kind of creating music based on the the places I go and, and the different cultures and everything like that. But uh, definitely into traveling, a uh, huge sports guy, everything from basketball to golf to football to European football or soccer mm-hmm. for Americans. But, yeah, man, I got uh, plenty, plenty of hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you told me before we talked that you were in the Army as well, right? Yeah, man, I was in the Army for uh, nine years. Nine years. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And then when did you start actually specifically producing music or EDM music? Started producing probably around three years ago is when I actually started getting into it, into it. Kind of messed around a little bit before that, but about three years ago is when I started kind of teaching yourself, uh, teaching myself how to produce. Nice, nice. And then is there a reason why you specifically chose electronic music? Uh, well, the, the first song that I really heard that got me into it was levels by avici was uh one of my 
driving influences, but not only levels by Avicii, but the remix that Skrillex did two levels by Avicii was, was a, a type of music that the world had never heard before. And it was something that really, really caught my interest. And I just went from there with it. Nice. Yeah, no, Avicii was definitely had a legendary switch off to music for sure. No one has ever heard that sound before that guy. And that's why he's such a big influence in this industry. And that remix by Skrillex is tight too. I've heard that as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then also something I wanted to ask was, were you into production before mixing or were you into mixing before production? So I know this is like a big question that some people have. Like, should I start mixing first or should I start producing first? Like, what did you do personally? I, I kind of took a, a, I guess you say a different path, path than 99% of producers. But uh, while I was in the army, I was actually uh, responsible for, for music and stuff for like our, our battalion runs that we would do on Friday and uh would just play it from my phone and everything like that but really wanted to have more of opportunity to kind of mix different tracks without a pause and and things of that nature so i actually started djing before i started producing music because of that and so i would end up djing or uh, Mm -hmm. italian runs instead of uh just playing it off of my phone so that's actually where 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 it started was uh for, for some stuff for the army <laughs> that's so cool instead of starting at parties you're djing for the army to start <laughs> i'd never dj a party or anything just just straight work related actually <laughs> they dig your music yeah absolutely everyone yeah. you know it really fired everyone up before a run and then uh, i had to get music ready for when they returned and, and things of like that and then you know our commander wanted certain music for me to play so i had to go download it and <laughs> time just right and everything so that was a uh, definitely a, a different type of introduction than, than most people yeah that's awesome yeah that's that's definitely a path that not many djs or producers take for sure it's definitely an unorthodox path and then what was your first real actual show that you played at then besides playing for the army well i started with, with the army and then s- some people in my i guess you say battalion which is a group of i don't know maybe about 1200 people some people, yeah, uh, ended up wanting me to do some of their parties and stuff like that. So then I went to DJ in some parties. <laughs> then uh, shortly after that's when I started getting into producing. And then uh, my first actual like gig, I guess you could say professionally, was in 2016 at uh, Ultra Europe in Croatia. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was my first actual professional gig was was uh, was at a festival dang your first professional gig was at a festival uh, opening for uh tiger lily that's out of australia why don't you tell us more about how you got that gig as your first show that's crazy it was actually through uh, a competition that ultra was doing it was a heineken dj competition and you just basically recorded a mix for uh, however long, a lot of people did short mixes, like 12 minutes, but I, I had one up there that was a, a solid 45 minutes and threw some songs in there that I had made personally to kind of give it a unique vibe to it. And it, it got the most votes, I guess you could say. It was, I think, number number two. I was number two or three on the voting. So that's how I got the initial invite to it. That's awesome. Wow. Just from a contest, you got the initial invite. Yep. Anything can happen. That shows that, you know, 
it just takes effort. If you could just find the opportunities out there, you can just do it and go roll with it. And I'm actually on SoundCloud right now, and I'm looking at you know, Direct's Live at Ultra Music Festival Europe 2017. That's so cool. Yep. Is that, that, is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Well, that was uh, the the next year. I actually got invited back to play again in 2017. So I was able to play in 2017 as well. Oh, yeah. If you said you played in 2016, right? In both years. Yep. Gotcha. Dang. Which one was definitely the better show, you think? You think you came back stronger in 2017? Yeah, I think so. I had I was able to release two or, two or three really in-depth singles. So mm-hmm. I was able play those at, at 20 at the 2017 which which was really really good uh i played actually right before dj snake played on the main stage so it was a decent crowd for sure wow that's crazy and then did your ep come out dressed by the world before or after this um festival? Actually, after uh, i'd only had about three or four songs finished oh, and really? that, it, yeah i was able to make one or two more after the after the concert to get my ep i guess to say published yeah. And then how, how long did that EP take you to make? Let's talk about that for a second. Cause that's, I've listened to it personally and I honestly love the songs. My favorites, uh, bring us together featuring mystique. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, uh, that was based on a trip that I had taken to Auschwitz. Oh, I went to Auschwitz concentration camp and a hundred percent of the, the proceeds from that song sold everywhere. It just went to uh, the foundation for Holocaust survivors and everything. So, Actually, didn't make any money off of it, but it it went to a good cause. So that's that's uh, where that idea came from. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. that's awesome. And then there's five songs in the EP. You said right? Yep. Yeah. Which one's uh, your personal favorite? I really like "Bring Us Together." I thought that was a, a really kind of like heartfelt type of song that the EDM world really hasn't seen. There's not a lot of songs that have a deep meaning behind it. I guess you could say. I mean, obviously, there are some songs out there that have a deep meaning behind it, but but something for such a tragedy is I haven't found yet. So that was definitely one of my favorite ones as well. I can tell that it has, definitely has like a special place in your heart, the song, and it means a lot to you. So that's awesome. Yep. It's definitely for a great cause as well. So I'm definitely Absolutely. a full supporter of that. And then, yep. so my next question is, what subgenre of EDM would you classify yourself as? Well, there's a there's a lot of subgenres in the EDM world, you know. Uh, I wouldn't classify myself as as like a house, or I wouldn't classify myself as as trap or hard style as any anything like that. If I had to come up with a name for it, I I, I like visual EDM better because I, I tend to make my songs more towards a a vibe where you feel like you could be there, kind of it, when you listen to the whole thing and really really have a chance to listen to it with, with no distractions or anything kind of put yourself in in that place or in that area so yeah, I, I like in that zone exactly i like i like the visual edm sound way better okay and then did you when you first started producing music were you always producing visual edm or did you kind of jump around a little bit i did jump around a little bit i started producing what obviously at that stage is kind of trying to figure out everything and put it all together w- once i decided you know what I really wanted to make and what and what I really wanted people to hear was visual EDM from all the places that I've been being able to make sounds to recreate those places I've been to for, for obviously people that haven't been there but it, it definitely has a certain type of vibe to it that's that's not a natural vibe that you hear in in EDM so it, it's definitely a unique type of uh, sound for sure 
Yeah, your music is definitely, definitely unorthodox. And I love that because me personally, I love listening to like unique music that no one's come out before. And that's why I love your song so much and been a fan for a long time. And then, so you said that you connect your like travels to your music, you said? I do. Like where you've been? Absolutely. Okay, tell, tell us a little more of like a deeper meaning of like how you would connect like going to, you know, somewhere like in Croatia. For instance, I just finished uh, a song I'm working on right now. It's called uh, Sparta. It's from uh, my trip to actual Sparta in Greece. And it, it's it's really got a type of feel to it, kind of bring you back to that setting, I guess, a type of dark setting. And, and that's that's what I try to make all the sounds replicate it is a very dark setting a very intense type of feeling to it and each each uh place i go to i i listen to it you know i play it back after i finished it and, and try and see if, if it fits that location that i've been to and that's that's where i get the sound from wow that's so cool i've, I've never actually heard that before it's really cool to hear that like what's like an example of a place that gave you more of a lighter mood to make like you know like kind of like trancey more like melodic music yeah i like frenzy frenzy's uh a city in Italy. It's translated Florence in English, but uh, that that was always one of my favorite places in Italy. Uh, I was stationed out in Italy through the army, and got that's where I was able to travel was was through the army. So g- going to Florence and that being my favorite place, I went there for several times. But uh, I went there for New Year's for twenty uh, twenty eighteen, and that's that's where uh, I came up with that song was from going, and that Dang, was definitely. Yeah, all my songs that they tend to run about four to five minutes, so it's very long. <laughs> well, not not a, <laughs> long songs, <laughs> and longer than average, that's for sure. And that's I think that's what kind of gives it that vibe. Like you can picture yourself there. Is there's a lot of in depth things and the Great Wall. When I went to Great Wall of China, that one definitely is a more of a trancey vibe as well, kind of like a house melodic type mm-hmm. of sound to it. Um, but yeah, definitely those two right there. So what I'm getting from your response are like, you basically want to take these people on like a special journey through each of your songs and try to tell them the feelings that you felt when you went to these special kind of places that you've been to in the world. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things I definitely try and do is, is most of the places I've been have a historic meaning behind it. And that's what I really want to try to emphasize in the song is is those historic meanings behind those historic historic places like like the Great Wall and, and Auschwitz and, and all that stuff is is try and recreate a, a different type of vibe for those uh, situations that have happened. Gotcha. And then are you an active traveler right now as well? I'm actually uh, in the Army for another three days. I'm, I'm back home now, so I'm getting to uh, reconnect with all my family and friends and everything that I haven't seen in three or four years. So um, not actively traveling right now, but... Uh, you know, I'm going to New York for New Year's, so continue the journey. Nice. And you said you have only three days left in the army. Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm I'm on leave right now, but my my official day out of the army is actually on Wednesday. So. Oh wow, that's huge. It's huge. Nine years, and it's gonna on Wednesday. <laughs> oh my gosh! Congratulations. It's been a long journey, huh? Oh my god, it's been so long. <laughs> um, what are your? Yeah, I mean, my. I told you that my dad was in the army for like 20 years. So it's definitely, it's definitely a long journey. Since you're not in the army anymore, what are your plans? What music and career wise after, after you're done with the army? So being in the army for nine years, obviously I qualify for uh, the GI bill. 
So next year I'm enrolling in AIMM, A-I-M-M, which is uh, the Atlanta Institute for Music and Media, which is a school obviously out in Atlanta, and be using the GI Bill to get a bachelor's degree in post-production and then go for a certificate as well in uh, keyboarding. So it's going to be definitely a lot of learning. A lot of music. <laughs> yep, a lot of growth is, is the way I'm trying to look at it because, I mean, I, I use uh, Logic Pro. So there's and Logic Pro is just massive, and it's obviously so is Ableton and everything like that. But there's so much to learn in each of these these DAWs. Oh and, yeah, and being able to have the GI Bill to where I can go learn it for free is just an advantage that I'm going to be taking to to become a better musician and and try and really be able to emphasize the sound that I want from all these different places I've been to, and I've been to enough places to be able to make. <laughs> EPs, you know. Hey, I mean, coming. I mean, you said you were a self-taught DJ too, right? I mean, a self-taught producer. Sorry. Yep, absolutely. A, a lot of self self-taught. Um, YouTube videos are great. Love love the YouTube videos and everything. There's a lot of great channels out there that that really. Uh, there's a lot of also great websites like Academy and stuff like that that get more in debt with it and got mass. They have uh, master classes and stuff like uh. I did a master class for Armin Van Buren when he uh, did his master class. So I was able to kind of go in there and, and see how he creates music when he gets in like a writer's block, for instance, and, and like what the steps he goes through to get out of it and, and different creative ideas to kind of push along the project. So I've just nice. always, always been grinding, trying to, trying to get better and uh, yeah. pays off. <laughs> Just always looking to grow your music, huh? Just looking to get better and better every day. I love it. And then, so my next question I was going to ask is, why did you decide to choose, you know, is there a specific reason why you decided to pick Logic Pro instead of Ableton, like a different DAW? I, at the time, uh, had a MacBook. So it was it was kind of like the, the thing when you have a MacBook is, you, you know, here's Logic Pro, something that's only available for, for Apple-based iOSs. So at the... You know, at the at the time, it seemed like a great opportunity. A lot of producers that I've uh, seen use Logic Pro as well, and I think that kind of just fed into it. But it, it's one of those things. You know, Apple is is a separate. Obviously, it has its its own DAW and everything created just for Apple. And I think I think that was mainly the driving force behind it. Is here's here's a really good in depth DAW for a system if you own this system that you can you can download but it also you know apple obviously you can download ableton as well so that was one of the things i just took i took logic pro and i really don't think it matters which one you start on as long as you you put in the the time to understand which one you decide and a lot of producers nowadays they just use both to be honest they just they just yeah very true just switch but switch between them so you know logic has its strength and weaknesses and then ableton has its strength and weaknesses as well so it um uh, a lot of people combine them just to get the negatives of the other one to get the positives as yeah well. definitely definitely and then is there like a specific place where you get your uh sounds from for your tracks i use uh several different places there are a few that splices is one of my favorites splice is a, a great a great tool that you you know you pay a certain amount a month but you get access to just unlimited sounds everything from 
from risers to impacts to just anything. It's great. And, and honestly, Logic Pro has some amazing sounds inside of it as well. They're always coming up with uh, updates and stuff to, to boost your library and tracks to be able to get different types of unique sounds and, and things of that nature. So I, I usually go on Academy as well. Academy's got some great packs on it for uh, audio sounds as well, but they also have uh, some great serum patches for uh, serum. Serum is one of my favorite, favorite things to use in Logic. Okay. And then you said Splice is your favorite. I'm just making sure I can write this down so I can write in the description, like in the notes below. Absolutely. Yeah. I love Splice. Yeah. I think Splice is a great tool and you know, it's available on Mac. It's available on PC it's uh they really have a, a huge library that people can uh, access nice how much do you pay a month for uh, that service i think it's around i think it's around 15 bucks per month oh that's nothing no it really is and in uh it might be a little more than that i'm not exactly sure how much i have to pay you pay for it but it's not enough to to dent your wallet that's for sure it's definitely a great i'm pretty sure they offer a free trial as well for a month so i mean they try it out for a month you don't like it you cancel it wherever the case may be but it definitely does not break the bank which is something yeah. oh yeah producers are worried about but that's definitely a great definitely a great product uh-huh and then you use serum and then what else you say you use off the top of your head it's okay if you don't remember but oh it's good uh i use serum uh i like massive too and uh a lot of people don't like massive as much anymore i mean obviously there's just so many different types of of uh plugins to use but I find that if if you mess around with what you have in Splice or what you mess around with what you have in in uh, Massive, that you you can really do you make whatever sound that you want to make with those two programs. And in Logic Pro, I love the ES2 and, and Logic Pro. They have some some great stuff. The um, Alchemy and and Logic Pro as well is great. So a lot of great uh, plugins within Logic Pro. It just uh, yeah way easy to to do what you're trying to do uh-huh and then let's take it like one step back what's uh es2 you said what, what is that exactly the, a great um plugin that logic pro offers it, it's a synth plugin can make anything you want arps plucks leads bass it, it's and not only that but people offer free patches for es2 online since it's been out for so long a lot of people been able to develop little folders you download with with certain presets in it for for instance, a lot of 808 kicks are in in the packages that you download for ES2. That's what I use for my 808s or ES2. Oh wow, that's huge! And then you can just go in there, tweak it, make it make it sound the way you want it to sound, and there you go. Nice. And then, so for someone that's just starting out, just starting to produce music, would you recommend just sticking with one plugin or one program and just trying to develop sound from there? I would. I would have absolutely. I would do research on w- which one that you've find more attractive i guess you could say a lot of it comes down to layout really and the accessibility of of everything i love logic pros layout like when you open it up bam you have your whole you know your whole measure your whole track right there right in front of you and all the options to go with it and you can customize it to make it look the way you want it to look and make it work for you and that's what i love about Logic. it's got a lot of great customization features to make make your workflow very very easy Wow. Yeah, that definitely sounds um, convincing to me. And yeah, I feel like it just comes down to like personal preference mostly, right? Absolutely. It really does. And, and uh, the personal preference, you know, 
a lot of people start in Ableton and they go, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure Skrillex uses Ableton a lot, but uh, it, it really just comes down to to what you see first and, and what you decide to start on. And I think that that's a huge driving factor behind it as well, because obviously not everyone has a MacBook or a, or an iMac or whatever the case may be when it comes to Apple related. So, you know, Ableton is the first thing there. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. And then what wisdom would you have for like a brand new producer that just downloaded Logic, Ableton or any other interface? Well, obviously none of those interfaces are very cheap. So uh, <laughs> before, the, before, the, uh, before the initial purchase, I would definitely try to figure out if this is something that you want to do and that you want to pursue because it's a very expensive hobby because that's what it is when you start out. It's just a hobby. It's something you enjoy doing. And if, you know, if that's something you want to go forward with and try to make it become more than a hobby, then you put the time in, you put the money in, if you don't mind spending it and really be able to, to grow upon what you're trying to do. But it, it has to be something that I feel like it's not something you can just kind of, kind of half-ass if, if, if you will, and, and just hope that you get good results. It's something that you got to be very dedicated to and put the time in to, to be able to be uh, a positive instead of instead of negative because if you just you know put in half effort to it that's exactly the type of music you're going to get out it's just it's just half effort. exactly exactly yeah i love how you said that and i feel like the wave of you know the new like wannabe producers is so big now because you know edm is growing every single day and now so many people are trying to you know produce music and mix and i feel like a lot of them don't understand that how much time and effort and dedication it takes in order to make music that other thousands of people want to hear that's that's exactly it. Cause I mean, you go on SoundCloud and you type in EDM, and it's just yeah, exactly. It's like a ton of channels that have been like abandoned to as well that just didn't have like the dedication to you know really finish their um, hobby. I guess you can say cause it's where it starts, but absolutely, I mean, yeah. You no, know, you go on SoundCloud, you go on Spotify. You know, you hear all you do is is press the play button, and you, and you know you hear a song, and you go, oh, I like that, or oh, I don't like that. And you, what you don't see is is the amount of effort that really goes into making something that's four minutes long or three minutes and 30 seconds long, five minutes long, whatever the case may be is, is just a lot of effort and a lot of dedication and a lot of listening to it over and over again. Cause I know whenever I finish a song, I never want to hear it again. I, I just put it out there, <laughs> promote it and then just try to never listen to it again because I just, <laughs> just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times over and over again and it's just something that you know once you finish and once you're 100 percent done with it and you've you've mastered it and everything or have had someone else master it i prefer to have someone else master my tracks just for the unfamiliar unfamiliar unfamiliarity of it instead mm -hmm. of doing it myself and, and trying to to go off that but uh yeah, man, absolutely. I, I love how you said that because I get like, sick. If I find a song that I really like, I'm one of those guys just replay it over and over and over and over until I get sick of it. And I'm producing music. It's about times 100 because you're, you're hearing it's the same sound and mastering and fixing it so many times. I would just be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like I the totally get what you're saying. The, the amount of times Skrillex goes on stage and has to play Scary Monsters and Nice and nice Spirits. It's like Nice Spirits. It's it's. I'm sure he's so sick of hearing that song. It's just got to be. <laughs>
Yeah, it's got to give him a headache by now, you know? Horrible to go out there and just know that you got to play that every single night, every day. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. People love it, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what it's about. And, it's also and you about. said that – oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I said that's all it's about. You know, once once a, a group of people show a lot of interest in something, that's that's what it's about. You want to expand on that. You want to try and make more songs to to emulate that sound and and hopefully, you know – build a, a, a huge following of people that enjoy that type of music exactly and i mean you've built a pretty good following yourself which i'm which is amazing you have around 22 followers on instagram right now right yeah something like that is like 22,023 but it, it i, I want to say i mostly started my instagram it wasn't based on music it kind of was based on music but it, it was mostly based on the travels and that was huge to being able to to grow to grow uh, that following on on social media was was through through travels and then being able to implement music with those travels as well. Definitely gotcha. Opened, yeah. Definitely opened up the uh, the door to to expand it and make it bigger. Yeah, definitely. And before we dive into that topic, I'll take one step back and I want to cover on how long it takes for you, like on average, to make a song that you really like that you would actually put out public Oof. so i started i started forensic which is my most recent release i started that um i started that project around the 5th of january and finished with it around this the beginning of march but that's that's mostly obviously because of a full-time job in the military which is it, it's really hard to to work you know 12 hours and then come home and then oh yeah <laughs> put in exactly another- hours in, in, in music production but you know if it's it's something you enjoy doing it's it, it really isn't that bad and that's one thing that i was able to do uh, i obviously would have finished it much earlier if i didn't have a full-time job in the military but this most recent song that i finished took me about a month to make from start to finish no i love how you say that because even when you were working 12 hours a day like you can still produce a very solid track in two months and if you think Absolutely. about it, like two months for a solid track isn't that long of a time period, you know, like it's it's really not, it's really not. And when I look back at it, I definitely could have finished it sooner. It just really comes down to, you know, how you want to spend your time off. That's what it really comes down to. And exactly. I, most people listening have a full time job and and most people listening are into producing music or want to produce music and, and that's it's something that you just have to put the time and effort into in order to uh to be successful or, or grow or become a better producer it, it's just a matter of putting time into it man exactly yeah instead of watching your uh, favorite show on netflix to binge watch, to binge watch on the weekends instead get in the studio and you know produce some good sounds you know some good music I'm completely guilty of the Netflix binge every once in a while, but I hold, <laughs> but while I'm watching it and while I'm while I'm binging on Netflix, I'm thinking in my head I could I could be doing this, or, or I'm always thinking about like even when I'm not making music and for instance I'm watching Netflix, there's always something in my head like I need to go back and fix that eventually whenever whenever I get time. I yeah, you're always it. thinking about it and fix fix the kick or or fix you know, some of the hi-hats or something. I always, I, something is always in the back of my head. And I, I think that's really the important thing is as long as it's always on your mind and, and ways to make your song better is definitely a huge, plays a huge part in it. Because if you're, you know, just 
watching Netflix or playing Xbox or wherever the case may be. And, and you have just no thoughts of music production and, and no thoughts of making your song better. You're just like, I'll get to it when I can. That That, that is a hundred percent wrong answer for, for people mm-hmm. that become a successful producer. Yeah. I love how you say that. You know, I mean, the right, the right mindset, dedication and love can take you a really, really long way in any career that you choose, Absolutely. especially in music, especially in music, because it's all the creative mind. And we, we struggle with creative blocks time to times where we realize we're slacking. But as long as you have that mindset to continually make and produce good music and you're, and you're taking steps to do that every single day with a plan of action, then you're going to come a long way in a couple of years. That's exactly right. Takes, yeah, it takes time. And I, I can see how much dedication and hard work you put into your music, which is awesome. And you, even though with a full-time job that takes up more than half of your day every single day, and some weekends that you have, you're just constantly producing music and it's always on your mind, which I love. Yep, it, it definitely is a, a, kind of a struggle to, to end with a full-time job, you know, but if, you know what they say, if you love doing what you do, you never work a day in your life. And if if you can manage to get that far. <laughs> and yeah. uh, one of the things I want to hit on is, is one of the things that definitely has propelled me in, in this uh, – career is promoting what you have so if you have a good song made you know and you enjoy it and you like it and your friends like it and everything like that you have to find a really good way to promote it and that's one of the things i didn't understand quite as well as i do now when i first started out was was the promotion factor of it there's a huge promotion factor of it and if you can find the right people to promote it there's no telling what can happen. You can get an email one day from a from a, a record label saying that they want to take that track and sign it, and it's it's just a matter of of being able to produce it to the right audience and to the right fan base. That that is definitely a huge thing, and that's what 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 I actually try and try and get better on every time I make a song is being able to put it out to the mm-hmm. right people and, and get the right promotion for it. Because you you know if you have you know, a few, a few, a few followers, a few hundred followers on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and you put it out there, you know, it's, it probably not going to go that far. You know, it may be a great song, but if, if the right people don't hear it, no one's going to know that it exists. And that's one of the, especially with the EDM world is as big as it is today. And as many producers out there as there are is, is got to get ready to, to spend the money, put in the time to promote it. Yeah, exactly. I love how you said because marketing is everything and no matter what you're producing, you know, and whether it's like a, a new laptop or a new pair of sunglasses or music, you got to have the right people to promote it or else no one's going to see it. And I love how you say that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what are, you said you got a lot better at promoting your music at, recently. What are some of the things you changed in order to, in order to promote your music a lot better? There are a lot of different type uh, types of uh, promotion out there. I mean, you go on Google and you type in uh, music promotion you know it brings up a whole list of 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 different people that will promote your music whether it's y- y- everything from from ebay to fiverr to to anywhere it is people will promote your music it's just a matter of 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 finding a good promotion service that doesn't clog their feed with just music that other people want promoted because that's that's one of the biggest issues that I came across when I first started was was trying to find people to promote 
<laughs> promote my music and the people that were promoting my music were promoting everyone else's music as well. And some of the other songs are, you know, kind of you know, not a lot of effort put into it, kind of just, just halfway done. And, you know, when people hear that, they're like, Oh, I don't want to listen to anything else. These guys are going to promote. And it, it's just a matter of, of finding the right, the right type of uh, group to promote it. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like once you also develop like a good relationship with that promotion crew or, service I, I feel like it also helps a lot as well it really does it really does yeah and then <clears throat> yeah so the last well i guess we'll end it with this um because honestly i got we got so much more out of you than i thought we would it, it's been a great it's been a great episode so far for sure i mean thank you for everything you've said so far it's been it's been great it's been great talking to you it's it's my tr- but sorry what was that no, i say i appreciate it. it's my treat to always you know oh. and find helpful things that other people haven't thought about or anything and you know, the successful producers out there, people want to be, you know, big name and, and stuff like that. It's definitely always great to hear uh, a, a different type of tip that you might not have heard of or come across. It's always good to get a insight from a different perspective. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what we're trying to do with the show, you know, have as many unique producers as possible in the, in the uh, EDM industry come on and, you know, give their little two cents about what they've been through and what tips they can give to all the new producers out there that are trying to make music Absolutely. in this in this dog eat dog world. Absolutely, it's a, it's a great thing you guys got going there. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. And what's your? Um, and I also want to go back to what you said earlier how, how once you do what you love, you're basically retired, right? So, and I feel like if you have that vision to to be retired and do what you love every single day, which is making music, then I mean you can get there. I'm sure that's your goal right now as well. As a musician. It, it really is that's that's kind of the benefit to obviously being in the army is you get the gi bill and being able to do that and get a bachelor's degree in uh post-production stuff you you know so i'm able to get a job at maybe a record label or, or something like that or, or maybe like for a movie or a video game or something doing music for that and sounds for that and being able to do to uh do what they want me to do but also on the side be able to create my own stuff and try and make that and see if that takes off. So that's uh, the, the path that I'm trying to take. Exactly. And then, I mean, once you're, once you get that big signing and you're just making music for a living, you're retired. Absolutely. 100% retired. (laughs) Just to close it out. I want to leave the audience with this question is where do you see yourself in your music career in five years? In five years, I plan on obviously having the bachelor's degree in post post production and, and all of that. I hope during that that uh that schooling that I'm able to to continue to produce quality music that uh the right people hear it. I get signed to a a, a decent record label that that uh sends their artists on tour. And that's where I, I'd like to see myself in five years is is going on tour with with some other artists around the country or around the world wherever wherever the case may be and just playing music for uh for a living that's that's where i see myself in five years <laughs> nice if you could tour with any three artists in the world who would you tour with it's probably going to be three artists that uh <laughs> not many people have heard of but uh one of my favorite artists for sure is uh sick dope which is definitely one of my favorite artist he's uh I, I would love to tour sick dope um crank that 
is is one of an, another one of my favorite artists and i'd say the third artist would be uh yellow claw just because uh of the character of those guys are pretty funny people they definitely be fun to tour for sure absolutely <laughs> hey directs thank you so much for coming on the show i appreciate you being here and I, w I really want to have you on the show at a different time as well like in the future just to go over topics that are more specific to producing as well i just want to give everyone like a full like grasp and like a full like introduction to who you are and connect with your fan base a little better and stuff like that so yeah absolutely man i appreciate it and i look forward to uh being on the show in the future hell yeah i love it hey have a great rest of your day derek and i'll see you soon yeah man you too have a good one well i hope you enjoyed that episode because i know i did i love talking to directs he's such a nice guy and i try to get as much out of him as possible in the time that i had him for i promised him that i only keep him on the show for about 20 minutes but ended up being twice as long as that but i'm glad it was because he was giving out so much great information and hearing his story was so cool because it's different than 99 percent of all the producers that are starting right now and i just thought it was really cool to hear his unique story if you're an experienced producer yourself and have quality information to offer feel free to DM us on our Instagram page at Electronic Apparel Co. Again, this episode was brought to you by Electronic Apparel Company, a company created to design and produce great looking festival wear and everyday clothing for our beautiful, fit, and healthy electronic music lovers. Go ahead and check the show notes, more information about directs, and some of the tips that we have on there in order for you to start producing. So before you leave, be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show today, and we'll see you in next week's episode with DJ Will Clark.